You're listening to the Beauty Me podcast, which is all about beauty without the BS. If you're interested in how the worlds of beauty and wellness are intertwined, or you're obsessed with daily rituals of skincare and self-care, or you just want to know the latest when it comes to new beauty, this is for you. I'm your host, Sharice Kenyon. Today's guest is Ellie Luna, a New York-based makeup artist with a background in music. If you follow Ellie on Instagram or TikTok, you'll know that the beauty content she creates delivers on so many levels. She doesn't just create a makeup look, she embodies an entire mood. That's why I had to finally invite her onto the show. I wanted to know much more about Ellie's creative process, her songwriting background, and also how she dealt with the turbulence of adjusting to life on lockdown. I have to say, this one got me emotional, but not in the sad sense, more in a sense of life is for living, so we need to fully go after the life we envision for ourselves. I know you're going to love this one. I'm so nosy about how people live and start their day. Um, It's like rare that anyone starts the the day the same way. So what I'd love to know is like from when you open your eyes, the truth, phones, no phone, meditation, skincare, tell me everything. Depends on how I feel. And and I have like a set uh things, like my go-to morning things, but then I don't do them in the same order every single day. Yeah. Um, it just doesn't, I've tried to do that. It doesn't really work for me. So depending on how I feel, these are the things that are included in my morning. Um, I do check my phone in the morning. <laughs> um, and then, but my thing is like not being super reactive to my phone. It's like, is there some, like, let me get a sense. Let me check the temperature. It's more like that. And then maybe I'll have a matcha latte if I feel like I want to have one. Um, and then I'll do my workout then, you know, on my you know, day stuff, like getting ready for the day. Then if I'm working that day, then I'll probably be going to that. (laughs) If I'm just doing content, then I'll start working on that or going live, which I started doing like pretty much I'm doing for the month of May, I'm doing lives six days a week. Wow. (laughs) Was that your Um, idea? Like, is that purposeful or just a coincidence or? No, no. I took on one extra day of doing lives for mental health awareness month because newness.com is doing this whole push and really encouraging creators to create content for it. And I wanted, I already have a live there on Mondays, but I didn't want to change that one. So I was like, let me just add one for the month. Yeah. Let's go back to the the prep in the morning because you've got this glow. I want to know, you know, Oh, my skincare. Yes. Yes. Okay. Let's get into it. All right. So, I like to cleanse with um, a cleanser that is so gentle I can put it over my eyes and there will be no (laughs) flinching and screaming and crying. (laughs) So right now that cleanser is the, it's Pi, P-A-I, I I think it's like Camellia Rose Cleanser. I think that's what's in it. And um, it's super gentle, creamy. And then I follow that up with, depending on if I'm doing a toner that morning, it'll be a niacinamide toner or it'll be like the Paula's Choice or the Ren Toner, something, um, you know, like a... To exfoliate more. Yeah. Yeah. I do that maybe twice a week. I, I try to really be careful with that. But if I'm doing it that day, that day I'll do that. Um, if it's this niacinamide toner, it'll be Face Theory's Cerasi Toner. Okay. And then I follow that up with the Cozarex Power Essence Snail Music. The Snail Music. <laughs> People love it. it. It's... It's a game changer. 
okay why like how what did you notice okay, i really think it's the niacinamide well it has niacinamide and it has um hyaluronic acid so right. i used to use just hyaluronic acid serum but then i just completely got rid of that and i just used the snail mucin and i just feel like it has just i'm looking like what has it done <laughs> i really feel like it has helped improve the texture of my skin i really feel that and that and also just it's cumulative, of course, yeah. but I think because I have hyperpigmentation, I have noticed more even skin over time. Okay. And I think that's just one of, you know, I don't think it's one product doing everything, but I think it definitely supports the whole arsenal. Yeah. Then I go in with, okay, so I have a, see, this is a thing. It's just like my morning routine because I have an arsenal and then I switch things out depending. Right? Yeah, yeah. So if it's a, a serum day before the um, nice and my tone, before the close RX, I'll do like a May Love, that May Love serum. Do you know it? No. It's kind of, I think it's like a ferulic C kind of thing. Okay. I have to double check, but it's that kind of vibe. Right. So it's either that or I have one from, um, I think it's called Second Avenue. It's like, it has lemon rind in it. One or the other. So if yeah. it's a serum day, I'll do that. It sounds like a lot, but it's because I'm mentioning all the things that I would do on different yeah, days. Yeah, but you're bringing, it's like so a little wardrobe. I think it's like, I just wake up and I see, how do I feel? How does my skin feel? What does my skin look like? What does it need that day? And then I do that. For moisturizer, I follow up with Crave Beauty's Great Barrier Relief. Yeah. Also has niacinamide. That's like a common Niacinamide thread. is so... It helped me out so much with like calming things down. Yes, it, it is such a superstar. And it's one of those that's, you know, everyone's in love with it now, but it deserves the hype. Yeah. <laughs> it deserves so. the hype. I discovered that product because last summer I had a compromised skin barrier from being messy. Was it too many acids or something? Or It was like I was using the Polish Choice more than twice a week. And <laughs> I saw Jackie Ina using the Dermalogica. Um, the microfoliant. <laughs> You can't use together. Well, you know, Why I know better. And I tell other people, like, don't do that. Just you see so-and-so doing that. And I was like, oh, my God, I want to try that. Because I kept seeing it. And I was like, it must be good. <laughs> but instead of bringing down my um, toner, I introduced the microfoliate. And I was doing both. On top of that... <laughs> I started using bamboo pads so I could minimize my cotton usage, but I think I was being, I was being a little too rough. Yeah. We can do that. It's like, you want it to work. So it's like, it wasn't, it was just thoughtless. It wasn't Mm. even like a, it wasn't because I know that doesn't work. It only irritates your skin, but I don't know. It was the pandemic and I was just doing everything to my face. You know, when you say the Paula's Choice Toner, are you talking about the BHA 2%? Yes. Because I have a problem with it. I love that stuff. Okay. Love it. But it's a lie. On the bottle, it says you can use it every day, twice a day. Why? You cannot do that. It has to be twice a week. I'm so with you. People will be out there with just like red, raw skin. It's so good. Honestly, I feel like when I first tried it, I hated it because I followed the directions. (laughs) Yeah, and you're like, I feel, I used to feel like a bit sore, like just Tight, sensitized. Yes, yes. And now I'm like, twice a week, you get to see it work. It has the time yeah. to work. So yes. that's a lie. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, basically it's like you're just exfoliating your skin till it's raw if you do it every day. It's actually, actually insane that it still says that. I know. <laughs> you know? I know. But how about yeah. SPF? 
You must oh be my an God, SPF my girl. SPF is Elta. I've tried other SPFs. I tried to use um, Black Girl sunscreen because yes, <laughs> but I can't use chemical sunscreens. I have. Right. It gives me this like little. It, it's almost like a. It's almost like a rash all over my face. Is it like kind of like or you know that kind of like it's like this all over yeah yeah tiny little bumps kind of yes 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 and i was like i started noticing it and it was getting like progressively more intense Mm. and of course it took me forever to realize it was a sunscreen it was a thing that i had changed and i was just like and i was you know when you buy a product from a company you love and want to support the way you put it on too is just like yeah oh yeah and you look you're so glowy and (laughs) but I, yeah, I started looking up, I was like, what, you know, you start reverse engineering and I was like, yeah. oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I use Elta MD 40, um, SPF 40. I tried the um, mineral, new mineral one from Supergoop, but I, I just, I had a little skin thing and I was like, I wasn't sure if it was from the mineral right. sunscreen from Supergoop. So I was like, you know what? I don't even want to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to go. <laughs> You're out of here. <laughs> but I need so, that Elta MD. Like, you can only buy it on Amazon here. So I'm just going to wait until I get to New York and I'm going to buy all of it. Because I'm always yeah. hearing it's like the best for anti-aging, just like the best formula. I think it's fine with makeup. Oh, it's beautiful under makeup. I mean, it gives, like, once you blend it in, it is like a glow to the skin. And the thing I like most about it, what attracted me to to that SPF initially is because, first, obviously, dermatologists recommend it. But beyond that is that it's safe to wear after a chemical peel when your skin is super sensitive. And you really need it, yeah. And I'm like, that's what I need. I need the gentle stuff. (laughs) No, it's funny because I've only learned that, I think, the last few months I need to be more gentle I think I was a bit more I can take it and that reaction is part of it but I was like now I'm like no you have sensitive skin like yeah I feel like I totally relate to that because I feel like whenever my skin when I was learning how to take care of my skin I found that that was the general attitude towards skin problems issues where it's like attack (laughs) (laughs) it's like fight attack defense it's not yes. caress embrace nourish Nurture. yeah it's like a pet. <laughs> exactly <laughs> but so you were you're born and raised a born and raised new yorker yeah born and raised in new york my family's from haiti so i'm first generation born in the states um but yeah grew up in brooklyn it's like it's funny because i didn't really realize it until um i was in a taxi one day and the driver was like where are you from i was like brooklyn he was like before that i was like king's county hospital he was like oh you're from new york and he was shocked and i was like oh okay i guess that is a thing that's what but don't you find like it's always that so where are you from i said england no but where you where are you really from Oh, my dad's Jamaican. Oh, like there's a, there's always, instead of just, maybe they should just say, what's your heritage? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, just get to the like, point. I'm from here. My <laughs> yeah. dad is from, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously your family's from Haiti. Did you, would, would you say there's any cultural influences on there, from there on you when it comes to your beauty standards or what you used to see growing up? 
I would say that all the women in in my family and I would say all Haitian women are very into their presentation. You know, the hair, the nails, the wigs, the, you know, all yeah. the makeup, everything. So even my grandmother, even though she was super low maintenance and super religious, she had her compact that she would put on before she goes to church. She had a row of wigs oh on wig, wig blocks. <laughs> And depending on the event, she had a wig. And, you know, it's so funny that I have become the wig girl because I used to think it was so, I was like, it's so strange. (laughs) But you have, I think you, how many do you have? It's quite a few. I've seen a few colors. Like, this is a new one on me today, this long blonde. I think I've seen green. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, so I would say that they definitely put... um, put it on my radar about just presentation in general. I think that's very important to Haitian women in general. I would say as far as routines and stuff, my mom, I remember would always be into masking. She was huge with like fragrance. She always had like a vanity full of fragrance and she was into makeup and she was into doing mask. That was always her yeah. thing. On the weekends, she would likely be doing mask. And that's, she went through a phase when we, we lived in Florida for a time when I was like 14. And I remember she got into like the strawberries and, you know, oatmeal and honey and, okay. you know, mixing mask at home. I don't believe in that, but... <laughs> Yeah. She used to do it, and I used to think you. I mean, I was right there with her, like I want some. Oh. <laughs> and I think otherwise with makeup. It's funny because when I was like nine, and I used to see my mom doing her makeup, I was like, I'm not gonna wear makeup when I get older. I have natural lip color, natural lip liner. Wow, that was, was such an pretty cool for a nine year old. And then when I was in high school, though, I would just sit on the floor. Um, she would be in the bathroom and I would sit in her bedroom on the floor and just watch her doing her makeup. And um, she definitely, obviously, influenced me in the end. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, because you're a makeup artist in New York. So. so when did it start clicking for you that it was something that you liked to do and you wanted to do on yourself? When I was in high school. For, it started, honestly, with um, just going to... Well, I was in Florida, so I was going to like Walmart to buy makeup, like the drugstore makeup. Yeah. And, um, you know, using the applicator that came with it to put my eyeshadow oh, on. Less, less Why do you even bother with those things? That's so flimsy. <laughs> um, and then I used to give my sister makeovers. Um, I would give her head to toe makeovers, like roller set, wow. do her makeup, and then I would take pictures of her. Oh <laughs> which God. is so funny that it's kind of come back to where I am right now because yeah. I was always doing this exact thing. Um, yeah. And then my friends in high school, I had a couple of friends that would come over and I would tweeze their brows. Like I would do hot towel. I was just like really into it. <laughs> so when did it become a career? Was it always going to be a career for you? Or are you one of those people that studied some, are you one of those people that studied something completely different? I was very liberal arts minded. Okay. <laughs> I was all over the place. Um, so <laughs> I love how you translated that for me. <laughs> so I was just like, oh, I, music was the thing that I always was like, I want to do this. Cause like, while, you know, between giving my sister head to toe makeovers and doing photo shoots, we were doing concerts in the living room, like many kids do. Right. Wow. <laughs> and I think a lot of people would, I would always meet people who would stop me on the street. Like, do you sing? do you sing? Do you want to sing? And I was like, I just found myself, 
attracting like opportunities to be in the studio or to write songs or I was in a group with my friends. Things like that just always happened. And so for a time, I was very on the music track. So I did that. I was a songwriter for a, a long time. I still write now, but not in the same way. Okay. And um, so I was more going that direction. And I was doing makeup the whole time, but I never talked about doing makeup because I wanted to be taken seriously. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, you I can know only do one. one thing. Yes, you cannot do multiple things, except in <laughs> 2020 and 21, because it makes sense to multitask, you know? I mean, seriously. So... Yeah, went through that phase and then um, a lot happened. I feel like I feel like 2014 was the pivotal year. Uh, my grandmother passed in December of that year and I reconnected with my father right after she passed. So there was a huge shift at the end of that year. And then I kind of went quiet for like two years. Um, and then I started to re- reemerge and then I think I had a different relationship with music. I was really questioning, like, do I really want to do this? Right. And how do I want to do this? I just didn't see how I fit in the space. And then um, little by little on my Instagram, I started doing like little makeup videos, but I wasn't fully committed. I, yeah. was, I think I was scared. I was like, I don't know this. What do I do? This is so awkward. Wow. Um, yeah, but it, it just... To answer your question, I was on the music track and then slowly started showing this other side, which had always been the thing that was paying my bills, (laughs) which was makeup. And I've always had a love for it. So, yeah, I think I was in a stubborn phase of like, no, I said I was doing music, so I'm doing music. So do you think you're going to go back to the music? Because since you started saying that, I was like, I know I've seen somebody talk about you and music on Instagram before. I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Is it going to come full circle? I don't know. I feel like I want to find a way that um, works with what I'm doing to infuse music. Okay. So it's not like I'm not trying to be a music, like I'm not trying to be an artist in that sense, but that I can bring that artistry into what I'm doing now. So I don't know what that looks like because I don't really see anyone doing it, but I've been playing with some ideas. Okay. It's so interesting that you say that though, because you make some of the most amazing reels like i hope you know that you're thank you i don't i don't know how much work goes into them but <laughs> i don't you always seem to you don't just just do a makeup look you just bring this persona each time like <laughs> thank you so good but you said earlier you know when you first started doing it you were you, i think you said you're a bit scared how did you get past that then was it just a matter of I'm going to stick with it even if I am scared or I think it was just having experience doing other things and understanding the process of like first you're scared then you do it you know like I had to coach myself through the awkwardness you know mm-hmm. I, I would do some videos um, and I kept them up on my Instagram because I think it's important for just to have them just also I always think about someone who's like me who might see when yeah. I started I was just doing I was in my bedroom and I was like okay I'm gonna <laughs> post this Oh, I'm going to have to look now. I'm going to have to go all the way back. <laughs> but like, I, I really had to coach myself through it. I, I had a lot of videos that I recorded that never were posted because I just needed to get used to talking to an inanimate object. I had to get used to like, okay, I'm going to just act like you're my friend. <laughs> so I would record videos at home and then I would watch them. and I would be like, it was so hard to watch them. Oh, you're so good. 
I cannot bear because all I'll do is like your face is so asymmetrical. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> you know what? You know what helps me, and maybe this will be helpful to someone else. Is that I think about um, like athletes and and Beyonce. Athletes and Beyonce, who is basically an athlete. Um, yeah. <laughs> like when I hear them talk about reviewing their performances, it's with the mind of like instead of you have to kind of put a different hat on. That's, you know, it's like, okay, I'm just going to come here and see what I need to work on. And all the little things that come in where it's like, oh, you didn't blend that. Oh, look at your eye. Oh, why are you making that face? <laughs> why do you do that thing with your mouth? I never knew I did that. Oh, you know? God. Yeah. <laughs> like I would, you know, I started noticing all these little quirks and things, but then it was just really sitting there and being like, okay, I'm looking, I'm not looking at the lens. <laughs> you know, I look uncomfortable or it's mm. like, I, or I'm like, oh, that was fake. What was that? You know, things like that, where I had to like really just check myself and be like, all right, girl, if we're doing this, let's go. You're so good. Like was, because you mentioned Beyonce there and I, I think I've watched her documentary like twice or three times because I didn't know she is so on it. If you have to do it again and again and again, or if she has to do it, she will do that. And I, I understand that's how she's become who she is. Do you know what I mean? You cannot fault her. But mm, No, it's super inspiring. It's also, yeah. it just shows you that there's like a certain amount of like engineering to it. Yeah, it's not natural. It doesn't come easily. Right. It's like you have to like do it over and over and be meticulous and intentional and kind of audit yourself. And then you can make it appear like it was effortless through that process. It's so funny because I think um, I listened to a podcast last week and they were talking about the concept of being effortless, but Ooh, you have to, to do to Well, it was School of Greatness. Um, <gasps> Lewis Howes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you know already. But yeah, it was about being effortless, but it, it wasn't like just do nothing and be effortless. It was like, you've got to do the steps first to get there. And I think so many of us don't want to go through that part. It's like, you're saying you sat there and watched yourself, but so many of us probably won't make the video because you'll get so in your head. I don't have the right lighting. I don't have this, or you'll make it and you'll look at it and it's just, it's, it's crap and you'll leave it. Mm-hmm. So it's- and I love, ha- sorry, I love having these conversations because I feel like the reason people do that is because when you watch vi- videos of people who seem to just do it easily, you feel like something's wrong with you because it's not easy. And I experienced that with music. I experienced that with makeup. I experienced that with, with what I'm doing now. It, it's, it's the same thing. And I love just demystifying it and really talking about it. Cause it's like, no, there, the same way we can talk to each other. We, anyone who can talk to a person can do this, yeah. <laughs> but it's going to take, like you were saying, it's going to take that, you know, getting over that resistance of like, just facing ourselves, like the things we like, the things we don't like and the things we need to work on. Is your day-to-day, you are a makeup artist, like, on set, editorial? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I do, okay, so pre-pandemic, my whole schedule was me doing theater. Like, I'm the makeup artist for New York City Ballet. Oh and then God. between seasons, I would do commercial work, like, you know, on set, doing right. working with models. And as of last year, last year is really when I went into, like, overdrive with content creation, because... The ballet was not happening, I imagine. So, 
Wow. Yeah, we had the time and I was already kind of dabbling with it. And I was I was still kind of in limbo with the music thing. Like, what, I was like, girl, what are you doing? Like, you're grown. What are we doing? What's the plan? What's the five-year plan, you know? And then I feel like the the pandemic really just sobered me all the way up. Like, okay, we're not doing that anymore. We're doing this. Wow. <laughs> and then um, I really started going hard with it. And um, I just started taking it seriously. I was like, this, I think first it was more, there's nothing to do and I'm confused and scared and sad <laughs> and the beauty of the community of like, oh my God, like I like this too. And just talking about something that's allows us to dream. I think that was super important. And then the more I did it, the more I wanted to do it. Then I started taking it seriously. Then I was like, okay, maybe I should like take my lights out of the box you know mm-hmm. um so then it, it kind of progressed like that so now you know i'll do set now i'm more selective with set work and i've kind of had to raise standards just as far as obviously the risk involved and also just valuing my time differently yeah um so there's a balance that i'm navigating right now with like really wanting to take content creation to the next level but still okay the gigs are paying yeah yeah <laughs> yeah my bills. so yeah I'm kind of in that phase right now does that mean you will go back like if the ballet comes back you'll go and do that work again yeah I mean as it stands right now you know the ballet is meant to start again in September and I do see I mean the way things are it would make sense to do that and, you know, I'm open to the possibilities. <laughs> ah, I love that. Because I can't believe that you're saying that you really hit it hard once lockdown came. It just seems like you're you're so good at it. <laughs> thank you. Honestly, you know what I think it is? It, thank you for saying that. But I think the reason there's that perception with when I get this feedback from people, I think it's literally me taking all my experiences of being, watching the, you know, being on the set and watching a DP and watching a director and being the makeup artist, watching the hairstylist. I've assisted a hairstylist in a hair salon once before. It's, it's, I, I kind of feel like my whole life, um, the experiences I've had all help me do this, which yeah. feels very, just a lot of harmony and synergy, you know? So I feel like that's what it is. Like, <laughs> and sometimes I'll just be like, last looks, just by myself but it's so cool because you couldn't have planned that route you know at all for a pandemic and you know you couldn't have planned that um I feel like it's it's the same it's the same with me with this podcast I don't think I would be doing the podcast if I hadn't been a journalist for over 10 years and haven't spoken to maybe thousands of people I don't know all that time do you know what I mean it's like yes everything doing the podcast that's incredible It'll be two years in June, but there were, it wasn't like there were episodes all the time in that time. But for me, when lockdown happened, that's when I decided I'm doing a podcast every single week. I was like, that's it. And I had to stick to the same day. But anyway, back to you. No, I really appreciate it. And I think it's really, really dope. And I love hearing these stories of like people like you who through such a, tumultuous time like we like found an anchor found something to put our energy into because I think that that was such a mental health flex oh my gosh yeah <laughs> but how was it for you then like talk to me about going through lockdown how how was your mental health were you like 
you know, thriving and having baths and stuff? Or did you hide under the duvet, you know, for a few weeks at a time? Honey, let me tell you. So in the beginning of the pandemic, it was like a daze. It was total confusion because I was actually looking for an apartment because we had to move, right? And we had decided to move in February. And we were hearing things in China, but it seemed so far from here, right? Far away. Uh huh. And then I remember the last gig I did, it was March 12th. And that was when they were like, oh, starting tomorrow, you started hearing um, shelter in place. And I was like, wait, what? (laughs) Meanwhile, my apartment is completely packed up and and we're moving at the end of the month. And so the beginning, it was a very strange time, just not feeling grounded and just being, you know, how it is when you're moving to a new place. And then, when we finally did move, it was very strange because now we had new neighbors and it's very odd to meet people during a global crisis. Never did that before. <laughs> but you know how it, now. It just, <laughs> so it just felt, everything felt so, I don't know. I almost want to say there was like a suspicion about everything because it was just like, well, what's safe? What's okay? You know, we're, we were in the, you know, cleaning down the groceries packed. so in the beginning it was very you know it was very confusing and then when I got the call that the uh, the call the email that said the ballet was definitely going to be shut down Mm -hmm. I kind of felt like the the ground had disappeared from underneath me and I was just like I definitely we were on the roof I remember and I just started crying because I was like Mm -hmm. what am I gonna do you know and um then I then I had this experience of seeing myself crying and then I just like calmed down and I was just like I do this thing I say I coach myself I literally coached myself where I was like okay um it's a global crisis the the illusion of security has been erased yeah and now I have to just start here it was literally that because I was like, okay, I can go into a total panic right now about money and life and all that. I was like, or I'm just tired of doing that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, so the to, the short of it is that it was confusing and then it was scary. And then it was like, I'm just going to ride this wave. And it was like up and down, you know, all through. And then it started to level out, I would say. August was when it was like, okay, I'm seeing the the shore a little bit. Yeah. And you'd been dealing with it for a while then. It's like, it's kind of like you have to switch. Otherwise, you can't stay in that, that first reaction. Because look how long it's been. If you'd known then, Ellie, you're going to be staying at home for a year. <laughs> like, I can't, like, I don't even have the words because it's just mind-boggling and it's exactly like you said like you can't stay there um I mean I I don't know if I can ask you what it was like for you because I'm super curious yeah um I would say I went through several weeks thinking it's not gonna it's gonna be two weeks it's gonna be two (laughs) weeks but for me the worst part I'm quite a sensitive person so what would really hurt like make me upset I started feeling anxiety maybe for the first time in my life I feel was how other people were acting that's what scared me and I used to say the COVID doesn't scare me it's other people Mm. because Mm -hmm. 
I wanted there to be that, you know, a community comes together, but it, it didn't happen. I was like, why are you buying all the food? That's I'm, I'm so soft. I'm like, that's just mean. Why would you that buy all the food? Why are you going to buy all the toilet paper? Besides, does COVID give you diarrhea? Like, I never even understood that part. Like, but it hurt. It, that hurt me. I was like, wow, it's really going to be like um, the walking dead out that. here, you know? Um, so I had to just learn things that would help me. So like my husband was like, you know what, from now on, you don't need to come to the supermarket or we will just order online. Like, let's avoid the things that bother you. And this is our space. So we'll work out in this space. If we eat takeaway more, it's okay because this is our space. Like it's just me and him. We don't have kids to worry about. We don't have pets. So you kind of have to think, Okay. Yes, yes. Oh, my gosh. I I so relate to that. One last quick thing. When you said about the supermarket, so related to that. Because initially, we did start ordering groceries. (laughs) Because I would come home, and we had to, like, turn on Wim Hof and do breathing exercises. And then I would listen to, like, Moses Sumney and just lay on the floor and decompress from the supermarket. (laughs) You went all the way there. But it's what you need. (sighs) It's what you need, you know what I mean? It's like a comfort survival. Yes. You've never had to do this before. Yeah, so crazy. <sighs> what a year. Let's talk about the positives. Like, did you learn anything about yourself during that time, do you think? Yeah, I think in this past year, I've I've learned that I thought I was thinking big, but I wasn't. I learned that, um, I said my word my two words for this year are expansion and audacity. <laughs> and um, I really saw how I wasn't showing up in my life. And I thought I was, which is really scary. <laughs> um, so that was a really powerful revelation. And um, I, I just feel like I, I learned that I'm more capable. But what's interesting about it is I didn't I wasn't even considering these things that I feel like I'm capable of. So it was just a complete blind spot. <laughs> so I feel like I was living in a little sheltered corner of the world. And now I feel like I'm seeing, you know, I see the lay of the land kind of. So I I really, really, I really get that. I think yeah. before, it's so funny how like you can just... um be okay with a certain amount, like a certain amount of money and a certain amount mm-hmm. of safety, a safety net. And But if the pandemic was, wasn't here, if I hadn't lost every, every, every client and stuff, I wouldn't have had the opportunity to almost start from scratch and think, well, what do I want to make money from? Do I want all of those clients? Do I want to give them my time? But if it hadn't been for the pandemic you just you carry on and that's okay because you've got bills to pay and you've got holidays mm-hmm. you want to go on but yeah it's almost like no now you really need to do it because look people are losing so much like what are you doing what are yeah. you you're just wasting an opportunity that that and also I love that you brought up you know that you just kind of keep going you have bills to pay it's like there's not really room to take that kind of deep breath that kind of you know even if we are like I take time to reflect it's like you reflect like here and then it's back to Monday (laughs) rolls around and say that again well Monday rolls around again and like that's it for that exactly but yeah it's exactly like you said it's like the whole lid just got completely blown off and you're just like 
what? <laughs> what is this world? <laughs> yeah. So we're coming up to the final questions. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Tell me, as someone that is so prolific with just creating, what is the thing that calms you down when you need it? Like what's your quickest route to like relaxation? Honestly, I'm such an introvert that just spending, just literally stopping what I'm doing and just laying down, I'm happy. Like I can just lay down if I feel like reading, if I feel like stretching, whatever it is, it's like, I can just be alone and be so happy with that. (laughs) So as long as like, if I get to that point where I'm like, I need to like decompress, I'm just like lights off, everything's off, you know? And sometimes, I mean, there have been times even with my partner where I'm like, you know, you, he's in one room, I'm in another room, and he's a, an Aquarius, and I'm a Sagittarius. Which, if you believe okay. in all that, that's such a good combination because we both really? like to be independent. Okay, that's handy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's like we love our time together, but then we also both need time. Like, I'm gonna be over here, or he's gonna go for his bike ride, or I'm gonna go meet my friend. Like little yeah. things like that. So, love spending time solo. Um, I mean, I'm into meditation. I'm into stretching. I'm into like stretching. I feel like that's so underrated. And then other than that, I mean, I don't know, I guess it's kind of relaxing, but it's also fun. It's just like meeting up with a friend, yeah. especially now that we can. Yes. I, just feel like that's super... I met my friend the other day and it had been so long and it was just fun. It's just, it's yeah. just fun oh again. And cooking. Okay. Love cooking as well. Yeah. <laughs> Final question. When do you feel you're most beautiful or the most, the realest you? I feel, you know, it's so funny. I've talked about this with my friend. I feel the most beautiful when I'm exercising, when I'm working really hard and I'm sweating. I feel the most beautiful and I feel the most in my body, the most like myself, like when I'm in the zone and I feel like, not, you know, a workout is challenging me, but I feel like I'm doing it, like I'm rising to the occasion. That's when I feel the absolute best. Thanks so much for listening. You can find me on Instagram at Beauty Me Podcast and feel free to slide into the DMs. Do please like, subscribe and review. It really helps Beauty Me be seen.